The indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of, from getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Now, after years of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place we're sowing the seeds of a better way. A way with more ease, abundance, and flow. Get ready to learn about indie authorship from a whole new perspective. We're about to cover everything from releasing your poverty mentality to manifesting your millionaire author destiny. I'm Carissa Andrews, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hi there, and welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. Boy, guys, okay, so I know I say this every week, but (laughs) this week we do really have someone very special that's going to be on the podcast. Now, if you've clicked on the link, if you've clicked on the listening button thing on whatever podcast uh, platform you're listening to this podcast episode on, then you already know. But let me just tell you, having Mal and Jill Cooper on this show has been just such a treat. So this podcast episode interview is all with Jill Cooper. She is amazing. She's the other side of the duo of the Writing Wives, yes. When I first started learning more about like Mal Cooper and Jill Cooper, It was originally like because of Facebook and because of the 20 Books 50K Facebook group, right? Because Mal was talking an awful lot and Jill was talking an awful lot about Facebook ads. And the next thing you know, like I'm seeing Mal everywhere when it comes to like InkersCon and 20 Books to 50K and other conferences that I was interested in at the time. And so Mal just kind of became this figurehead when it comes to Facebook ads and really understanding how they work. But behind the scenes, someone who was a little bit more, I guess, incognito, it seemed to me, (laughs) was Jill Cooper, Mal's wife. Now, it was interesting to find out today, we were chatting before the podcast interview started, but it was actually Jill who started Mal on the whole road to understanding Facebook ads, which was super fascinating to me. And it was so fun to bring her on to today's podcast episode not only to talk about Facebook ads and all that she and Mal are doing, but also just to understand more about like what Jill does on the side when it comes to like the writing wives portion of their business, because Jill herself is a prolific author. She does some amazing books herself. So it's just, it's really cool to have that opportunity to chat with Jill. And one of the cool things that she and I share that are very similar is that we love talking manifestation. And now while we didn't get into it too much into this podcast episode, you can believe we'll probably be having another one where we are talking an awful lot about manifestation and like how she got into it and everything that kind of went on there because it's just really, it's a fun conversation, right guys? (laughs) I know maybe some of you are like, oh, not that again, but please. That's okay. It's okay. I will convert you. I promise you, you will come over to my side of thinking. Okay. So in this podcast interview, we're talking an awful lot about, like I said, Facebook ads, but also the Kickstarter campaign to help my Facebook ads suck. Third edition is officially launched. It's officially ongoing. And we wanted to chat a little bit about how this particular Kickstarter is different from the, like the fiction ones that they've done in the past, but also how authors can utilize Kickstarter. What kind of fun things this particular Kickstarter has in case you're interested in joining in on the crazy fun bus of this whole Kickstarter campaign, but also just like 
having that conversation about new ways to launch and to think about the strategy when it comes to getting things out there into the world. The landscape of launching has really shifted and changed. And so I think it's really a good idea to be re-evaluating how we're looking at things and basically how we choose we get to launch our books, right? I hope you enjoy this podcast interview. It's a good one. Jill is a fascinating lady. And let's get into it. (laughs) Well, hi there, Jill. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. This is the first time you've been on the show. We've had Mel on the show once before. So this is like such a treat to bring you on. Now, before we get started, (laughs) I want you to, I mean, who doesn't know of you and Mel at this point, but if they don't, if they're listening to this and it's the first time that they're like learning about you, do you want to tell them a little bit about what you do and all all of your author journey? Yeah, I was started self-publishing in 2012. Like, wow. how, like that's over 10 years ago now. It's crazy. And yep. young adults, um, author, sci-fi author. My wife, Mal, was writing military sci-fi, had two books out by like 2015. The can, like, it was sort of new in 2017, this Facebook ads thing, like, appeared. Anyone could run a <laughs> Facebook ad, right? And so I started taking some classes, and then I decided, that I looked at mouse books, military sci-fi. It's very, like, it was easy to know who to target. When you look at it, you know what it is. So I said, you know, my books are complicated. They're young adult. There's like combos. Um, so I would start with mouse at books. And um, the first month we went from making, making like $50 a month to $800 a month. And wow. that, that caught Mal's attention. Mal's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you <laughs> right? know, and like, how are you doing it? At that point, Mal's writing like book three in the series. And, um, you know, we crafted a bunch of different ads to get ready for the release. And I don't even remember what the second month was like. I think that we we started making like $5,000 that month. Um, And by the time the box set was ready, we got a book club. And then we started like, you know, I started booking promotions. We got ads ready for that. And then before you know it, we're making like $20,000, $25,000 a month uh, for this 99 cent box set deal that we had on BookBub. And everyone wants a book bug. Back then, they were even like more powerful than they are now. And then it's just, I feel like we capitalized on the momentum. And then we started studying how to do it. We started writing posts in 20 books to 50K. Um, It was still like a pretty small group, but we post like what we did. People started sort of like, you know, asking us for advice. Then 2017, we wrote the first Help My Facebook Ad Suck, which was (laughs) never supposed to be an official title. That was my idea. Let's call it this. You know, so we'd call it that around the house. <laughs> yeah. At the end, you're like, well, we really like the title. So we have to change it. So we decided, yeah. no, we're not going to change it. Uh, and then, um, you know, so we released that. We went to 20 books. We sold a lot of copies. And then I think it was like two years later, we started said, well, maybe we should like run a class. Let's just do one class and see, you know, how it goes. People like it. And people loved it. And they would always ask, like, are you going to do another class? Are you going to do another class? Are you going to do, like, consulting? And we're like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. No. Then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, slowly, well, here we are. Now we're, you know, the writing wives. And um, we have two consultants under Mel. We, we, you know, help authors all the time learn how to sell more books, make more money, um, yes. doing what they want, which is my mission is to help as many authors as possible make uh, a living selling their fiction right that's what I want to help people do isn't it funny how it creeps up on you like that I was kind of the same way where I was there was no intention whatsoever of building courses or anything like that but I ended up doing like a 
I got invited to a, a local library event where they wanted me to teach just indie authorship in general. Next thing I know, there were people that missed those classes and they wanted like, how do I get this like information? And you know, I just threw up a course just to be able to help them. And that's how the whole author evolution thing started. This is that's so weird. That's crazy. That's yeah. awesome. But I was like, just this, you know, like your typical author would say, I just want to write books. I don't want to market. This is horrible. Like, <laughs> why are people asking, telling, you know, why do I need to do these things? But now I, I love uh, marketing. I love talking marketing. I love coming up with marketing plans almost more than I like coming up with like fiction plots. It's <laughs> like, I love it. Just change with time, you know, but then yeah. I also get benefit. I see how much like they can change people's lives or help them figure something out and how happy they are, like the stress that they don't have anymore. So I think, I think it's great. Uh, Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, to be able to to take an author from a place where they're they're overwhelmed or in that burnout state, and then just go, yeah. here's this thing, and now it's working for you, and they're like, oh, thank you. And they start <laughs> to see you. the That's... possibilities, and they start yeah. being able to do it themselves once they gain a little confidence that, like, yeah, this this can work. And I think that's why BookBub is so good too, is because it shows an author what happens if you can put your your book out in front of that many targeted people that already read your genre. And like, yeah, that's, that's what, you know, what's what marketing can do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So speaking of marketing, we need to talk about this massive Kickstarter you guys have going on right now. <laughs> you yes. just launched the, the the nonfiction Kickstarter for the third edition of Help My Facebook Ads Suck. What motivated you guys to start and run a Kickstarter campaign versus just like launching the book like normal? Well, we've already run two Kickstarter campaigns. And so we really view it as the way of the future for authors to launch books. And the, one of the, for me, it feels just, it's not like so much asking people for money to fund it. It's like, hey, this is how we're going to sell directly to the consumer. This is how we're going to build packages that you can't do on Amazon. You can't take a book and bundle it with like a workbook and a pen or whatever on yeah. Amazon. They'd have to go find those individual things. But on Kickstarter, you can make the bundles how you and how you basically want to sell it to um to the audience so we knew we were going to do that from that you know when we do this help my facebook ad suck third edition we were <laughs> sometimes we just call it the help book yeah <laughs> we were just, going to launch it on kickstarter because not only do we want to bundle things in with it we want to um discount our courses and make those available as well and you get yeah. the book and you get the course at discount price and we don't even factor in the price of the book in those packages and also we want to have rewards so that if we hit certain marks everybody gets uh, free content. So they get get the free webinar, which we, we just hit that first stretch goal. That's and now so everyone's cool. going to get a free Facebook ad creative class for it'll be two hours, which talks about picking better images that convert to clicks and sales, writing better sale copy, writing better headlines. And Mal's going to take everybody that has uh, pledged anything on the Kickstarter through that workshop in May. So cool. That is so I'm so pretty cool. excited about that. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people that may be like, well, I can't afford a $150 webinar. Now they just, now they can get one for eight bucks. Right? <laughs> I mean, how awesome is that? Right? I know. <laughs> no brainer. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Well, it was definitely a no brainer for me. I was actually literally on my phone. I don't even know what I was doing if I was reading at that point or what I was doing, but I'm usually I'm reading in the morning. So it was probably my book. And the, the Kickstarter no notification like binged across the top where it said, hey, this one's open because obviously I was following your wait list. Like, let me know when this thing opens up. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I know I'm going right now. <laughs> so that's literally what I did. I dropped everything, even my and book. It's a great way too for people there. to live in curious, like, well, how does Mal teach? Like, maybe I heard Mal talk at 20 books, Inkers Con or wherever. Uh, you yeah. Know, you know, sort of a taste for it. And you don't really need to 
worry about your money because it's you get eight you get the book for eight bucks uh, or sorry ten bucks now and then you know you get the webinar for free yeah heck yes that is so worth yeah. it <laughs> i'm excited about it yeah. no doubt okay so how much has the the facebook advertising world changed then since the first edition to to right now like what what sort of things really kind of updated or changed everything yeah the book is completely rewritten is now it kept like we, we kept like the headers and like, okay. you know, the glossary, uh, <laughs> everything else has been, you know, has been totally rewritten. We added wow. the Amazon attribution links, how to set right. them up, why you want to use them. And, and, you know, if you're running Facebook ads, you need to use Amazon attribution links because before okay. they came out, we just sort of guessed, but yep. this, this, you know, ad is working. This newsletter campaign is working now, you know, um, so, but now you can actually track the results. You can create a link that's different for your newsletter, one that's for just for like, say, the back matter of your book and one for your Facebook ad. And you can see like, oh, my Facebook ad actually is making money. Right. And so when we would have clients, we were always just before now, just sort of guessing because you established like a base. It's above where you're selling above base. So it must be the Facebook ad, uh, right. you know, but now we actually know. So that's that's definitely important. Audience selection has totally changed with, you know, iOS changes, privacy yep. changes with Facebook taking um, different categories away, you know, and we have ways of trying to get around those things, depending which what you write, what your category is, and to build like custom audiences. And also the playing fields now is a lot more crowded. In 2017, there was just a handful of authors just trying it out. And now, yeah. you know, everyone knows what a Facebook ad is. And everybody's like, I'm going to run Facebook ads to sell books. And um, so you have to be, you have to be more savvy. And also the readers and the consumers are more savvy. They're like, ah, that's an ad. I know that's an ad. They're going to try to trick me into buying their product. You know, <laughs> some people do it that way. So sure. you're going to find new ways to, you know, to be honest, authentic and, and um, sell your product. So those are all, you know, things that we factor into running Facebook ad campaigns and that are that are in the book and so much more. That is so cool. And I, I love that you guys keep track of like how things are changing because I think authors, especially when they're so focused on their stories, at least th this is me speaking from experience, I get like stuck in like, this is how a Facebook ad is working. Like, this is how I'm going to do this thing. I'll create it and then walk away from it and, and not think about how has the ecosystem itself changed. And so knowing that you guys are keeping track of that and then can explain to us like what actually did change. So I can be like, oh, okay. And since um, the second edition came out in 2019, but since then we've gotten to consulting for other authors. So now, you know, we've all in the, on the team have had more experience with more genres and understand how things are different for, for each genre. And even, th even broader changes, like, you know, way back in 2017, Facebook didn't like it when you had text on your, on your image. Because they wanted that. an ad to look organic. So we're right. back then, we were sharing pictures of our cats and our pie and our meals, and there's no text on it. But now we're all sharing, you know, we share memes and gifts and all things that have like bold text on the bottom. So now Facebook allows us to, to put images with text on it. And that's basically why. So if you make your image look like a meme, <laughs> Facebook's <laughs> going to be pretty happy with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's yeah. Like all these small changes and it's all with, Let's not, we don't want to disrupt the the uh, consumer's experience of using Facebook. We don't want them to be angry that they're looking at an ad. So if they can just keep scrolling and something catches their eye and they stop a little bit, that's okay. But we don't right. want consumers to complain to Facebook like, oh, oh I keep seeing our ads. And that's right. like, you have to, we have to take those things into consideration. 
For sure. Are you finding that like the, the meme type ads work best or are you still thinking that like the action image works best? Like what, what have you guys been finding for most of them? Um, I don't spend as much time like deep in it, but Mal still tells people to test, okay. test, you know, cause we use, we do suggest and recommend people run dynamic ads, which means yep. you pick, you know, like four or five different images, text, et cetera. And then, yeah. you know, Facebook will, is better at determining the winner <laughs> most cases than we are. So, yeah, they've you know, much even better. if we say like, oh, don't do that sort of image. If you throw, throw that image and other types of images in, we go with the winner, what people are responding to. And you can't really guess what people are going to respond to. It's it always really like the dorkiest one sometimes. You're like, why are yeah. they responding to that one? What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we weird. still don't really, um, for our personal ads, we don't use a lot of book covers and stuff like that, but we find the action image with, but have a high contrast in colors in the image, um, yeah. still works best at catching people's attention, you know, and you do hear the complaint, well, then how are people supposed to know it's a book? If, you know, if there's no picture of a book, but we use the text, the ad copy to, to use words like read, you know, uh curl out Kindle by the unlimited. fire like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kindle unlimited that works too <laughs> yeah but right? you know you just you, you let the copy do the job of telling people like this isn't a movie it's it's a book and that's that's generally how we how we get away with it that is super cool so for for backers is there anything uh, i'm guessing maybe it's the amazon attribution links but for for the backers who are looking at backing the campaign and obviously getting this third edition What's the biggest thing that that changed then that, that you were like, wow, this is really, I'm so glad we're putting this into this new edition that they wouldn't find probably audience, else. I think uh, I think audience selection will probably be, really? because that's the biggest okay. question that people struggle with is like, you know, they wrote their, they got their image and they wrote their sale copy, but then they, that people get tripped up with like, who do I target? Like, you know, and that's generally where it seems, you know, more, most people just struggle or it falls apart. That and like, how do I scale? Those are like the two, two big things. Oh, for um, sure. The scaling part. Really, you know, like I have an ad and it's making a little money, but I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know yeah. what to do with it. Or a month later, like, is the ad still making me money? I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, and those are usually like the big questions while someone will be like, come to us and be like, help. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so right. Did update the book to include uh, a lot of that information. And so uh, you know, we, we spent a lot of time in our courses or our beginner course, you know, people asking questions about audience because it's there. There's a lot of choices. So I understand and, and people get sort of stuck or afraid of like making a mistake. So try to, you know, fix those problems as, as, as often as we can. But with Facebook ads, you know, you can keep in mind that you set the daily, the daily limit. So, and Facebook's generally pretty good about never, you know, uh, not going over that. We've gotten right. like a couple cents returns back here or there when they've overspent, but it's never been anything like significant. No, um, and so it always averages whatever. itself out a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 it does. And, you know, Mal's confident that if you have a, a well-packaged book, you have a well-written blurb that you can see two to three times your ad daily ad spend on an ad once you find the winner. So our, our method has always been start at $5 a day and then your risk while you're testing ads isn't that high. Right, right. I think so that's really all, smart all those too. like techniques are in the book on, on how to do it, you know, yourself. And for people that are visual learners, we do have a course for beginners that now walks you through like each step of the Facebook ad platform. So it can be a little less uh, intimidating <laughs> right? for some right. people that are just, just nervous. Yeah. And I'm always around to answer any questions. Do you guys go into um, like retargeting ads as well in the book? 
Yes, I'm not an expert on retargeting ads, but oh, yeah, that's okay. we do, you know, use the Facebook pixel. We also use um, Pinterest sometimes to put things on Pinterest and run ads cool. to send them to our website. And then when they go to the website, then we snag, you know, the Facebook pixel is there. And then we yeah. can run retargeting ads to them that way on Facebook for a series that maybe they had landed on. And for yeah. that, we usually just look for really vibrant um, images to use on Pinterest, you know, since it's a very visual platform. Right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so going back to this Kickstarter now, it was funded in like the first four hours on the first day, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Were you expecting that to happen? Yeah, I just thought it would happen a little sooner. Um, really? but yeah, it was, <laughs> but yeah, the goal was to, you know, for, for Kickstarter to pick it up as a hot Kickstarter to say like, you know, projects we love. And they actually sent us the email that it was, it was claimed as a project we love before it fulfilled. It was nice. like an hour into the Kickstarter, I got the email and I was so excited about yeah. that. You know, obviously we knew we we're going to make you know, more than $2,000 on the Kickstarter. Um, but at that point, you know, $2,000, it's, it's still a large chunk of money. That means, you know, it's it's worth a little bit turning our basement into a shipping station <laughs> for like, you know, three weeks or whatever it's going to take to get yeah. all those books signed and sent out. So for people that live overseas, we're, we're going to have the option not to have the book signed just so they don't we don't have to pay them shipping. Because sure. uh, shipping is crazy right now from the U.S. to like, say, the U.K. So if people yep. don't care if it's signed or not, then we'll just drop ship it from Amazon and it will or Ingram or whoever we're doing the, the paperback with. You can always do like a little book plate, sign the book plate and yeah, ship it Yeah, we thought off. we might be making an offer <laughs> to send people book plates if they want yeah. or a signed postcard, you know, because we have like little things like that in the Kickstarter as well. So cool. That is so cool. <laughs> okay, so obviously, like I said, I totally pledged. It was no brainer there. So how long is the Kickstarter itself running for if people listening Another to this want to hop in? Days. Okay, so it'll end recording. on the 23rd. Okay, 23rd of April, just mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. know. <laughs> and, yeah, 23rd of April, sorry. And then yep. at that point, like Kickstarter will tell people that the, it's closed and it will send them a survey where they have the opportunity to add on mugs or, or any other item if they want to change their pledge. Uh, yeah. They can. And uh, at that point, around the 23rd, 24th is usually when they start collecting the pledge. But I think you'll have to fill out the survey first, just in case you want to add anything new to it. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of the goodies that you guys are offering for pledges, mm -hmm. uh, do you want to give a few examples in your tiers? Like what, what do the tiers look like? Sure. Uh, for book tiers, there's like, um, you know, you can get the ebook, you can get the ebook in the print. Then there's the bundle. It's called like the help bundle. It's like you can get help. My Facebook ads suck. Help. My launch plan sucks. And help my blurb and ad copy sucks in like one bundle. I don't remember the price. Uh, sorry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. There's, then, there's a Kickstarter page for that. <laughs> right. And after that, it's the bundles with the ebook um, and the courses. So if you wanted to get the beginner Facebook ad course, which is an 11 video series, it's like 147 with the book. Nice. And normally it's like 167. So it's like, hey, you're saving 30 bucks while you're getting the book. Um, yeah. And then we have other things like Master the Book Launch, which is a three-hour webinar plus course materials to help level up book launches. Yep. And, you know, Facebook ad consulting at a discount. It's like 500 no, sorry, $300 off right now if you get it through Kickstarter, which is a four-hour yes. package with Mal and her team to um, help you get to double or triple your ad spend. And they will also review blurbs and make sure your Amazon product page is ready. For that That's level so cool. of like intense work because you know we want all our clients to be successful it's 
it's good for us. It's good for them. <laughs> right. You know, so if there's something yeah. like we're like that cover is not to market, you're going to have to change it. So you have to make sure that, you know, if you think these things aren't where they need to be, that you're prepared to hear someone say, <laughs> yeah, you need, to, you need to have a little work you got to do, but that's okay. We all do. Uh, yeah. Well, and if and you want to level you know, up, that's what you got to do. <laughs> that's right. And we got some swag. We got some, um, t-shirts like help i'm an author books I, love, I saw that that was so cute <laughs> and also um primer word mugs and a, a primer word i don't know if you've ever heard mel talk about mm-hmm. this term a yes. primer word is a word you put in your ad or, or blurb that helps get an author or, or sorry a consumer ready to buy so okay. it's you know words that have a positive association with them and we also came up with words specific to genre so nice. you know so we have a mug for paranormal a mug for thrillers, a mug for sci-fi, and just a general tantalizing. Ugh. So, you know, you have, you have your mug or you have, you know, and you can sit, you, you drink your coffee out of it. And as you're writing your coffee, it's right there. So you'll see like there's different words. Welcome to the subconscious, my friend. It's like yes. a cloud. <laughs> yeah. Sci-fi one is shaped like a spaceship. And I swear nice. it's Firefly, but Mal says it's not. <laughs> like, it looks like Firefly. <laughs> right? Serenity it is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, words like swashbuckling, like, you know, words that you would use to sort of subconsciously indicate what your, what genre your story is and without saying, yeah, hey, this is like, you know, this is a pirate <laughs> urban fantasy, uh, which totally fine keyword stuff. Go ahead, do it. But in the blurb, you want, sometimes you want to be a little more graceful. And this, right. these lists um, we provide to our clients. And then now you can get them on a really cool mug. Dang it. <laughs> now you're making me want to get the mug, Jill. <laughs> I love the paranormal, like urban fantasy mug because it looks yeah. like fire. And it's just Ooh, really it's, cool. I like see, it. See, I was yeah. looking at those. Pictures was, in the Kickstarter you have you like posters too, don't you? Like little posters and some bigger yeah, posters. Yeah, so I, I was like, like, if you don't like, like you're like, I don't need one more mug. Right. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying, get, like, I got like all the mugs. Like, Buy a little stand for it. Put it by your computer. Ugh. Oh, dang it. Now I'm going to have to change my pledge. <laughs> oh, see? Well, there's always that opportunity to add more later. If That's you think true. You, I would That's never true. force anyone to change their pledge. <laughs> no, no, no. You just talked me into it. Rats. <laughs> no, because it, I mean, really, sometimes those words just escape us. Yeah. And we just need to go back and look at it and like, where can I add a couple, like, a couple of these words? It's not like right. get it, like do the whole thing, but. Especially yeah. on the call to action at the bottom, you want to like evoke a feeling, you know, and it's it's like universal fantasies, like the reader, yeah. we want them to like trigger especially an emotional response to you and your character, your story. So they're like, oh my God, I have to read this book. Right. Like, right. I don't even need to read any more about it. I just, I know I need it now. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's harder to, really to put your finger on those like universal fantasies, like Theodora Taylor talks about. I mean, she has like the whole like book for romance. That's great. But for urban fantasy or, paranormal it's like what are those yeah, like <laughs> romance awesome. it makes sense like i get it mm-hmm. but when it's like well, yeah. what the sci-fi book or i'm really into ghost stories with tragic endings like what is my universal fantasy right someone help me unpack this <laughs> right you like tragedies <laughs> i do i love tragedies and mouse always like why i'm like i don't know it just does something. it makes me happy <laughs> tragedies like, make me oh. happy there is something to unpack there like what <laughs> i think i've discovered that i like the story where like no one knows the secret but yet now i'm going to discover it i think that's oh, like sure. part of that like i'm special yeah. i get to know something oh, yeah. no one else knows or anyone else has watched this movie 
Yeah, I don't know. I think that might be part of it. That and cool historic mansions, apparently. I like right? them. <laughs> same, yeah. same. Secret Legacy, same. which has secret in the title. huh? And then that oh, like old mansion. Go. Yeah, I'm the same. I love I love the concept of secrets yeah, And that's also unveiled. how you want to think about your titles. You want to see yeah. if you can put these primer words in the title. So, so smart. people hear the title, they immediately know what it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the worst situation ever, but you don't want to like make your title sound like it's a different genre than it actually is because then Mm -hmm. it might be a little harder to find your audience or warm them up and that's something more we talk I guess in our genre and trope workshops but it does does tie into Facebook ads because you want to make it as simple as possible to sell your book absolutely and it it, like you said it primes the reader to know exactly what they're looking at when they're clicking on the 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 link to go to the book page so they're not like Mm -hmm. what is this name and you know I've had times where I've had um, Facebook ads where they're clicking on it and it's talking about like, when I turned 42, I got bit, bit by a werewolf. Like, right. And I've had comments where they're like, happy birthday. I'm like, what? Are you even reading the copy? <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Obviously happy I have birthday. some work to, yeah. So, obviously <laughs> I have some work to do with this Facebook ad. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's always these unintentional consequences. Right. <laughs> no, we did not mean for that to happen. No, that was not, that was not what I was going for with that ad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I hear you have some tricks up your sleeves. We're we're coming up by the time this podcast episode airs, we're coming up on the midway point of your launch. Yes, so you have some gonna... midpoint renewed interest pieces that you've got going on. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, up to now we've just used, you know, the launch to get us, you know, the first six days. And that's yeah. been great. I um cross promoted with a few authors, a few nonfiction authors I reached out to, and that's great. But now we're heading into the mid slump and it's all, it, that's just how Kickstarters work, right? People like the yep. beginning and the end. So what we're going to do is we're going to have some tiers that we've been holding back that we're going to announce them through the mid, like the sluggish period. And that just too, that gives us something else to talk about is another reason to send an update. It's another reason to send a newsletter or ask someone like, Hey, can you mention this on your wall? And hopefully those, you know, the little things will get some little spikes in there. And also now I'm working like, you know, to come on your, your podcast yeah. See if I can post in some of the writer groups that are on Facebook, some author groups that we're all part of, just in case someone hasn't heard of it yet. You know, try to keep just spreading the word. How could that and be? Have, Come on, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> and have, I don't know, and have uh, more free webinars unlocked as we reach, nice. you know, hopefully we'll reach the $20,000 level and then everyone will get, will unlock a new, a new thing. We'll, we'll plan out more. I don't know if we'll get there, but if we do, then everyone just keeps getting free, free content. We're going to spin up a new course that people can, can buy through the Kickstarter. It will be exclusive. The only place to get it for now, probably for like the first six, like the next six months or so. And Mal and I just keep having these conversations. Like what else can we, what else can we give people? They're ready to, to bring their, start selling more books, start advertising, want to level up their careers, what kind of advice can we give? And uh, we've, we're actually launching a new service. It's called the Amazon product page optimization, which I haven't talked about it anywhere else. This is the first place. Uh, Yay! <laughs> actually on the Kickstarter now. It's I think yeah. it's like 349, where the team will look at your page and determine its health, and then nice. give you steps that you could do to improve it, which is like, could be something as simple as rewrite your blurb with primer words. Here's some examples. Here's what you should try to do could be something as like your cover is not in alignment with others in your category, you know, but the, the, the goal of it would be to improve your Amazon product page and get it ready for mass, mass ads, mass campaign, mass promotion, whichever way, even Amazon, like AMS ads, those have to be, you know, because if you're just scrolling and seeing the book covers and the titles, 
and that's it. Like you have a very short window where, you know, you can get a person to, Ooh, what is this? And click it. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that, that's, that would be the goal of the Amazon product page optimization. Oh, so um, cool. Yeah. That is so neat so, that you're offering that now too. Hope they'll check it out. <laughs> well, obviously people are going to be interested in it. I know for many of us, we, <laughs> I don't know what it is about authors. Like we love telling our stories and being very worried about it. But as soon as you have to go into a copywriting mode, we freeze up. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Most authors will hate writing a blurb and yeah. it's really, it isn't just a blurb. It is like the most important sales copy you will ever write. And right? it's hard. It's, I know why people hate it. I know why people struggle with it. It's like 250 words that have so you have so many jobs. It isn't like yeah. you just need to tell the story. You need yeah. to, you know, you need to prime your audience. You need to use specific words that that like subconsciously trigger different emotions. You need an emotional connection between your main character and the random person that is reading your blurb. Uh, right? So Plus, there's it, so many it, different it, angles you could take when you know your own story that well. It's like you're you're thinking about the hard. entire thing yeah yeah so narrowing and, and it down this is not exactly on off topic we have a blurb clinic and it is a kickstarter tier we have you know a very i, I don't want to say it's simple but like an easier way of pulling out your character traits your plot setting your goals and motivations into a spreadsheet and then using that information to write your blurb that's um, cool we think it's the best it's best if authors write their own blurbs um sure. you know you could pay a service but the serp like no matter how good the service is and how great people are writing them, the author knows the story so much better. And the author loves their story. Like they are motivated, you know, to to get those. Like a service is only as good as the information you tell them. And if you're telling them the wrong thing, they're going to write the wrong blurb. Right, right. That's why we tell authors, you know, you need to like, if you can (laughs) get through this process yourself. So at least if you come out the other side and know what information you have to give a service, at least then you know you're giving them the right things. Right, right. It's super important. And Facebook ads is like one of those things people are like excited about it. They're like, yeah, yeah, I want to I wanna do Facebook ads. But sometimes you have to take a step back and right. do the other work first so your Facebook ads can be as profitable as possible. Oh, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Do you ever um, have authors, like if they haven't written the book yet, come up with the blurb mm-hmm. first to try to like make Yeah, it- I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, because sometimes I find authors come to us after, you know, and and it is more complicated because then you're thinking about like all these subplots and all these things that like were all important to you, but maybe they're not all part of the main gist of the story. They're not part of that that story that's going to sell the book, but it can be hard to tell authors, well, you got to take all the backstory out of your blurb and they're like... My black was like no, <laughs> but I love my backstories and they're so and important. Have a, yeah, the civilization of Iconara. Everyone needs to know about that. And yeah, they do, but they get it. They do. They learn about it when they read the book, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it gets it gets to be so hard as an author, right? <laughs> it's so hard because our job is like long form, but now it's like now we're asking we're asking you to write short form. Yeah. And, um, you know, so obviously some blurbs are longer than the others, depending on the genre. But usually it's like 250 words I, you know, recommend usually is the sweet spot. Then call sense. to action at the bottom, like, you know, call to action at the bottom, tagline at the top, main blurb in the middle causes sweats. And then you're <laughs> <laughs> breaking out in huge sweats or like going, oh my gosh, right? I yeah. need this thing snack, now. Have the chocolate, you know, the coffee going. Yes. And uh, that's why I find it easier to do it before you've written the book. Yeah. 
yeah. I find that as well. Like this far in, it's like for me, if I can write it beforehand, it takes the pressure off. But if I have to write it afterwards, like sometimes you just do, even if you had written it beforehand and now you've like decided your blurb's been out there a while and you want to just mix things up a bit. It's even, it's still hard. It's like trying to <laughs> try to remember like, how do you want to do this thing? So yeah, I, I can. I do understand. tweak it once the book is done, Yeah, but I will use the blurb as sort of like, you know, am I, am I still fulfilling the promise of the blurb? Yeah. Um, so it will keep me from going totally off the rails because I like to do that. But you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, I said this, this is what this story is about. So we need to rein ourselves in a little bit. <sighs> got it. Got it. <laughs> okay. So obviously with the Kickstarter that you've got going on, you've got so many amazing things that are, are happening. So many different ways that authors can level up their business by pledging and supporting to the Kickstarter. But like you've kind of alluded to, you maybe even mentioned it, but you've got stretch goals that are pretty awesome. Do you want to talk a little bit about what those stretch goals look like? Like what um, the well, actual the first one was the goals? $10,000 one, which we just hit. That's yep. the Facebook ads creative class. So cool. um, we're doing, going to do, uh, it's not totally like planned out exactly yet. It's going to be one on reels and using reels with ads. So sh- basically short video. And then yep. how do you, how do you, um, take those reels and repurpose them on places like TikTok and Instagram. So you can basically continue to grow your audience without having to put a lot of extra work into it. That's um, so smart. And I, I don't know where we're going to, if we're going to end up putting that exactly. It depends how the next week goes where we'll decide where that, if it will end up at the $20,000 stretch goal or if we'll hit it at 15. I don't know yet. So gotcha. we'll see how that goes. And we're going to plan out a stretch goal that goes past that. I just don't know. That like I don't know. Will we get there? I don't know. But it, if we did, it would be a webinar of some sort. That's obviously free with Mal, so cool. right? And yeah, we will try to come up with a concept that would be worth that kind of like, oh my god, investment, right? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys so do we such haven't talked about what it would be yet, but we'll definitely, you know, we'll come up with something good. We've got so a couple of weeks yet. People want to email me. Or Heck yes. message me and say, this would be a great webinar. I'd love to come to this. Um, right. You know, we always take that stuff under consideration. You get a, we believe in listening to your audience. Totally. Right. I'm open to that. That is so cool. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you guys have, you, you mentioned that you have run two successful Kickstarters in the past. How is this yes. one? Th- those have been fiction ones. So how has the yeah. nonfiction been different? It's mostly like, you know, structurally, it's pretty close to the same. But who I have a chance to like, you know, cross promote with or swap with is different because before I would like I, I would swap with anyone that wrote a fiction book that was like, you know, genre, fantasy, fantasy sci-fi. And that was it. And that was it. I had like a bazillion people to swap with. But now if this is nonfiction, it's a little harder because I'm sure. looking for like nonfiction Kickstarters. There aren't that many of them. The audience on Kickstarter isn't as big. So I have made some sacrifice like i'd offer like hey author if you'd mention my kickstarter on your facebook page i will mention yours in like one of my genre newsletters um you know because all authors are friends with other authors so and that's an easy way at least to you know get a mention here or there Um, and i would probably say that's probably the biggest change that that Um, makes sense it's not like it's not impossible it's just slightly different that makes sense was it yeah. just as easy? Well, I say easy, but like from the Kickstarter formatting perspective to to build out the tiers in the way that you wanted and everything, did it kind of come together yeah, pretty easily that way? I so. I don't do yeah. any of that, really. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like I make a list. So like Mel, we just, here's the list. Here's the things. Here's the tiers we need and the things we should have. And then um, Mel says, okay. 
And then it's like, well, <laughs> later, Mal's like, here, come look at this page and see what you think. And there's a Kickstarter page. I'm like, wicked. You know, I right. Mal that. makes the graphics. Mal does the structure. Now that now Kickstarter allows you to include images on your tiers on the right side. Cause before it was just cool. text. Yep. And then we've always felt like, you know, uh, for tiers, we need an image for every tier. So it's going to go into like the long copy. But now that they're letting us put images, I think on the side, I think it's a little easier. Because even when I would go to a page, I love Kickstarters. I've backed about 46 of them. Wow. Um, I'd get stressed out and overwhelmed just trying to read each tier. So right. the pictures in the middle always work. But now that the pictures are on the, the right side, it's going to be like so much easier just to be like visually pick. Like, oh, that's the one I want. And, th- and then go for it. So, that's cool. Um, yeah. It is a lot of work putting a Kickstarter together. If authors are thinking about it, just, you know, first one, just pace yourself. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to put it together. Um, It's a lot of information on one page. And the more images you can put, the better. (laughs) Right. I talked to Martha Carr about hers that will be coming up soon. And she said the same thing. I'm following hers. Yeah, I'm ready for that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. (laughs) So speaking of um, other advice for authors, for if they're interested in doing Kickstarter, other than kind of pacing yourself and maybe starting a little bit smaller with the first Kickstarter, do you have any other advice for authors who might want to launch a new book or to start a new pen name using the Kickstarter? I would research on Kickstarter. Just go in and type in sci-fi or romance and see, look for a successful campaign and see what they did. And then start to come up with like a plan on what you can do. Like, you know, do it Smart. reasonably. Don't look to anything that you think is going to cost too much. And if you're not, you don't like shipping things, you don't like ordering things and then <laughs> boxing them up, go light. Ugh, yeah, right. Like, yeah, our last Kickstarter, like our basement is still covered in canvas prints and posters. And so many I saw books. those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that was I mean, a, lot of a lot stuff. better. We're actually doing like the last couple boxes right now. And then we're going to get to clean up. That's great. Start all over again. Um, yeah, right. So plan and also know you're going to need images. Uh, but also think about the uh, like the reader's journey. Like if you write a fantasy novel, you can you can craft a map now and print it. So and cool. Get them to you know, so maybe they'll buy it, and then you get to mail these cool things off that sort of like sort of add to the reader's journey. Things like you know, fantasy is huge on Kickstarter. Like gamers, like there there are so many people there. So that's it would be a really great market to tap into. Another thing you want to want to think about is that running a Kickstarter is a lot of work. It is a full-time job if you want to go big and if or like, you know, you want to generate a good income. So don't plan to be writing a book <laughs> or right. editing a book <laughs> or launching another book during like your Kickstarter window. Yeah. And have a reasonable goal. Don't say, don't list it as like, oh, I want to make $5,000. Put your goal at 500 and see where it goes after that. So right. then even if you make $500, you'll get the money. Uh, because Kickstarter is a, it's like it has to be 100% funded, or you don't get anything. So even yep. if you had like a five thousand dollar goal and like you got three thousand, you don't get. That's not. It's just considered a failed Kickstarter. And I don't right. like the word failed. I don't know about you. <laughs> I rather nope. lower my lower my goals and then like okay, we hit it. Now let's see, let's see what we can do. Um, yeah. And then it sort of lowers the pressure on yourself. Agreed. Yeah. At it, so you don't have to worry about writing a new book and hitting that daily word count while while you're doing this. It's basically like the the biggest launch you've ever done with the, with a, a start and an end. Right. Um, you know, Mal usually says we launch a book, right? It's like okay, the book is launched, and now and now, like, is it over? It's like the second <laughs> week the book was out last week. Are we still doing things to promote the book? 
I don't think we are, are we? Like, you know, right. like, right. This is like, oh, okay. I got, you know, uh, you can pick, even pick how many days it's going to go. We picked 20 for some reason. Last <laughs> 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 time I was like, I'm never doing 20 again. But now I'm like, now I was like, how many days do you want? I'm like 20. <laughs> but anyway, you know, right. Like, so, you know, you're getting to that 20 day. You're like, how can I push it a little bit more? Right. Think of anything I could, a new tier I could add. And don't launch with all of your best tiers right at the beginning. Wait till you hit that slump period that, that we're currently right. heading into. Just being like, oh, I got like a new um, short novella, like travel guide about this small town and all the like bakeries with recipes and stuff that you can get it for like an additional like five bucks, let's say. Right. And, you know, launch that out to your to your backers, to your newsletter, to your friends' newsletters, like, you know, <laughs> and you just what happens and just have fun with it because I, I think it's a great opportunity to also connect with readers and potential readers to see like what you know what are they getting excited about right um, right yeah and it's just a great platform I think to just try new things I agree there's there's so many authors who are her obviously we were talking about it all over Vegas last year and it just it seems to be like th- this cool opportunity to do something fun for our readers where, yeah. you know, we kind of got into that realm of like launching so fast that you almost forget that you wrote a book because you're like on to right. the next one where this is more of like, let's celebrate this thing. We did this huge yeah. fun thing and let's do it together. And it, it feels like such a, a departure from times past, but also fun, like it, kind of a breath of fresh air that way. Yeah, it is fun. And I think as authors, we like creating the cool keychains and things. But then yeah. it's like, well, then I have 200 keychains and I got rid of two. Like, what am I going to do? You know, like, so yeah. then you get discouraged and you never do keychains again. And then, but now <laughs> it's like, you can make like fun projects. The one I'm most excited, like I, I backed a project called Fat Witch something or other. I can't remember the full title. Um, she, it's like one book and she got $23,000. And then I was wow. like, curious, what did she do? How did she yeah. like, you know, one book doesn't usually make that much. Right. Um, and she had an amazing campaign with different like, you know, new, like, novellas and uh, a short story with pumpkin recipes in it and a keychain and a travel map and a travel guide, like, all so these cute things. And I figured people were just really excited about this cozy witch mystery. And so, but those genres, you can definitely, like, cozies, small town, uh, even though they're not big on Kickstarter, you can, yet they're getting bigger, like, every month. And you can just have sort of have fun with it. You know, like your mind just go crazy. And you finally have a way to like, see if readers are going to like, respond. And in most cases, that I'm seeing that are responding really favorably. That is so everyone cool. likes getting that package in the mail, right? With that special stuff. <laughs> Obviously, heck yes. Right? I can't <laughs> wait to get my package. I'm excited. No doubt. <laughs> and it's always like a kind of a special surprise too. like, you know, you back the thing, but all of a sudden, you're like, why do I have a box here? I didn't order anything. I know, you forget about it. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. <laughs> okay. So if my listeners are ready to learn more about your Kickstarter to be able to back it, or just want to learn more about you and Mallory, where should they go? Um, well, there's a Kickstarter URL that's kind of long. So I guess if you went to Kickstarter, you could probably type in um, Facebook ads or Mallory Cooper or suck or help. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might get some like, could, suck like, you know, ones, like probably don't want to start there. <laughs> Yeah, you probably don't want to suck there. Start there. But Facebook probably is a good one. Or you could, if yeah. you know me on Facebook, um, I have the link in my banner. You go to thewritingwise.com to learn more about me and Mal. And I guess I should probably put the Kickstarter on that page. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Do a little pop-up yeah. that says, hey, want to fund our Kickstarter? Yeah. Or want to keep pledge? That. There we go. Pledge, because you've already been funded. <laughs> 
I yeah, I'll have to add the link to my web our website yeah. after we wrap here. And by the time this goes live, it will be there. Sweet, <laughs> sweet. And I will also make sure it's in the show notes too, in case anyone wants to get it there as well. Awesome. So obviously make it easy for people. Oh my goodness. Easy. That's that's the name of the game for me. Right? Me too. That's been my my name of the game for the past like two years, I think. Bring more ease yeah. into our author careers. We we need we need that. Right. I want my 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 checklist is, is like, is it easy? Yeah. Is it actual work? Because then I'm not happy. And is, <laughs> is it, it fun? fun? Yeah. I always say if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Sorry. Yes. yes I'm right. I mean, there, there is obviously that. I do laundry and I don't really think that is fun. But there's like a yeah. few small things in there you just gotta do. But uh I like clean underwear. In terms it, of career, nice. <laughs> no, it's like, you know what? If I don't yeah. enjoy doing it, I'm just not gonna do it. Same. Life's too same. short to hate your career. So right. And this is a long game for us authors. We want to do this for a long time. Why do yeah. something that does not feel like joy? Right. Yeah. Mal and I are working, you know, uh, obviously Aeon 14, her sci-fi universe has been around now a long time. And we're yeah. always looking for new ways to um, you know, increase income off of backlist yeah. to find new ways to pull in new audiences to go through the backlist. So we, you know, don't need to write a lot of books. But we're getting, she's getting ready to release her first book, like new book in two years. Wow. It'll be out in May. Yeah. I'm very excited. That is so cool. Oh my goodness. All things are possible. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. it it includes like taking some time to just do the things that are fun and and enjoy your process. Yeah. That's right. Don't resist. If you feel like you're pulled in a direction, sometimes it's best just to go figure, go take a look. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy the process. No strings (laughs) attached. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Well, Jill, thank you so much for coming on to the Author Revolution podcast, talking about your Kickstarter and all that you do. You guys are amazing. I mean, truly. I enjoy talking to you. I love talking to you. I love talking to you too. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Thank you. Hope your audience enjoys. I have no doubt they will. Now I'm telling you, after that conversation with Jill, (laughs) I had to go in and add those primer words thing to my Kickstarter pledge right? I did not do the mug, but I do, I'm seriously considering still doing the mug, but I did end up doing the primer words in the poster format because I'm just like, that is such a cool thing to do, right? Now, hopefully after hearing Jill talk about her Kickstarter campaign with Mal and all the ways that they are getting readers engaged, getting their fans engaged in the Kickstarter, hopefully it's gotten your wheels turning a little bit. I know it definitely has done that for myself. And I've talked to a number of people this year. Some of the podcast interviews haven't quite launched yet. Some of them are going to be launching very soon. But we're talking about Kickstarter in new ways, which is it just it's repeating over and over. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you know this about me, but I like patterns. (laughs) And whenever patterns start to play around me, I take more notice. And maybe it's the law of attraction in me. Maybe it is my manifester antenna going up. But I just see this thing happening over and over. And I think authors could really take advantage, especially if maybe they're not, you know, publishing as fast as some people or they're looking for a fun new way to interact with their readers that makes it like a, a huge event or just some fun, quirky little thing where you get to offer your readers some cool, fun things. And, you know, so many of us have done this authorship for such a long time that it feels almost like, a slog at times. Now, I don't say that to, to, like in a bad way at all. I'm just meaning like sometimes it just feels kind of monotonous. And this is such a great way to be able to, you know, get things moving in a fun direction and have 
more enjoyment in the process of it and just know that you can enjoy like the people who are participating and the way that you get to influence and interact with them. Plus, as Jill, I think, mentioned in the podcast episode, when you use Kickstarter as your launching point and people are coming into your Kickstarter campaign and pledging, now you've got their emails and you can interact with them. And so this is a really good way to just build and have a springboard starting point for like a new pen name, for instance. And believe you me, (laughs) I think I have tipped over the edge and I'm definitely doing a Kickstarter for my new rom-com pen name when I launch next year. But all things aside, Jill and Mal are onto something and many other authors are doing this as well. So stay tuned. There's going to be plenty of episodes where we're talking about Kickstarters and we're talking about like how amazing of an opportunity it is for authors. And maybe we have Brandon Sanderson, you know, to blame or to thank, I guess, (laughs) about this whole thing, because he really brought it to the limelight for authors and made it something that's accessible and that people really think about now. But overall, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you are going to check out Mal and Jill's Kickstarter while it's still running, because there's some amazing tiers that you can get in on, some amazing bonuses that you can get in on, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're looking for the links really fast, you can head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 178 to get all of the links and even download the transcript right there. In the meantime, like I said, I hope you go over to the Kickstarter campaign. I hope you do pledge and just start thinking, get your wheels turning about how you can utilize Kickstarter for your next launch. Because I have a feeling there's a few of us out there that could really do a good job getting our audience engaged and having a fun time doing it. All right. (laughs) Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Go forth and start your author revolution.